Communication number. Uh, hey. Communication. Hey, I want they. Hey, they no way. Hey, they no one. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Came in with that drum right there. At the end. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that beat to drop. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Unspoken words. Episode one twenty seven is in the mother sucking house. And over here to my left, all the way from L Jesus. He's the pod Gotti Randy B in the place to be. And he ain't even trying to preach. Say shoulder. Shoulder. Ah uh-huh. And over here to my right, all the way from Bob Boy Nine No Nine No Nine No. He's your favorite <laughs> Indian, JCB, your hoe in one. Say shoulder. Shoulder. Shoulder, G Miles. And across the way from me tonight, special guest in the house from South Central Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Crooks, Marlin, Clouds, a shoulder. Shoulder. Uh We're going to put her on the hot seat later on. Go ahead, clap. Clap it up. Uh Yeah, we're going to put her on the hot seat later on, but that's going to be in here in a little bit after we do some warm-up stretches, some burback stretches. Burback. Got to get them burbacks in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. <laughs> Where that uh-huh. pave is not rude. Uh-huh. You drive so far, that pave is not rude. <clears throat> <laughs> These guys don't find that funny anymore. Hurts my feelings. <laughs> so anyway, we're here. We're back in the studio. Last week we were down in Crow Agency. Um, I just want to get a quick reflection on that. That whole you know experience going down there, recording, and then um, yeah, just that whole time we didn't really have any time to. Reflect on that or debrief. Yeah, um, man, I liked it. Like, as soon as we jumped in the jumped in the ride and started taking it, it was like a field trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, man, the first the, our first little road trip went Roadie. down there. Heard some powerful stories. Heard mm. some had some great stuff from those guys. And uh, yeah, I, I, what I really like, what I respect the most, is that they just laid it out on the line. Oh yeah, true. And, I, and like I said, man, I, I listened to it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Got some sandwiches, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still got one more sentence left. <laughs> still got See, it. It's in the freezer. <laughs> You're going to eat it on, on your first year anniversary. Yeah, one year anniversary, but eat it. <laughs> but you. No, I thought it was amazing. I think I, I felt like it was uh, refreshing mm. uh, because what we listened to were like some just some raw stories. Yeah. And what I liked the most was kind of like you had a myriad of like choices. Yeah. 
like they represented like the brand new to recovery to like the longer term. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like like seeing the, the young lady in the beginning and then going through like all four of those people. And I'm like, man, like it was refreshing, man. It's sobering. It's a sobering because my hat goes off. My hat goes off to anybody who finds recovery on the reservation. Man, for real. Because, man, you think you got it hard. like, <laughs> But when you're home and you're surrounded by things like that, it's hard to make that right choice. True that. So my hat goes off to those people that are fighting, you know, the fight in, in, in the trenches, man. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think for me it was like like that refreshing Cool to hear to go on the first like remember road trip. I was like, it's our first yeah. unspoken words road trip. Um, <clears throat> I was all pumped. I was excited, and then it really for me it just kind of brought me back to like what, why we started this, why, why we're doing what we do. Because I think in the, um, just in the hustle and bustle of every day, and then like our our own planning, and then our own opportunities. Like I I had kind of, I, I sometimes lose sight of why we're doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, oh, man, this, this is for them. This is for the people. Also for ourselves, for our own recovery. But it's a platform for people to come and share their story yes. in hopes that it sparks that hope in someone else. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I appreciate it. And we're going to head back down, yeah? Yeah. A couple weeks. Yep. This, this time they're going to give us some yeah, commodity the cheese. the last of us yet. Yes, sir. <laughs> right on, oh, yeah, right on. Yeah, they they told me there would be cheese. Yeah, that's the first thing we talked about when we got there. So where's the cheese? Where's the bricks? Not the greenbacks, but the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yellow bricks. And yellow bricks. But anyway, yeah, hopefully they have those ready to go next time. Yes, sir. With some pilot bread. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's oh, the only place you can get pilot bread anymore is Harden. Really? Is it? It's the only place I know where to find it. Uh-huh. Do you make special trips down to Harden? Get no, pilot bread? I wouldn't. Well, I'll make a special stop sometimes. Oh, okay. I won't go like, oh, I'm going to get some pilot bread and go to Harden. No. But- <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> like, I got a hankering for a pilot bread. <laughs> Five and a half hours later. <laughs> I don't know why people don't like that, man. I don't. I, mean, I think it's just because I grew up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I man, like I, it. That's good with like you get a good stew or a soup with it. Wow. Yeah. Mm, I mm. it for days. I just put um, some butter on it. And yeah, just, yeah. That's all we used to do. I never ate it with like soup. I don't think I always just ate it with you know the butter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I never. Yeah, mm. it was just dip it in your butter like bean dip. Oh, <laughs> hummus. Probably, it's probably good with hummus. 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 Put a little bit of salt and pepper on there. I mean, it's, I know I've seen it. I know I've heard of it. But what is like? What's it made out of? Made out of beans. It's like, it's like refried beans. Made out of hummus. Made out of hummus. The hummus Hummus, plant. dude. <laughs> Do you know? I thought it was made out of chickpea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it chickpea? Oh, chickpea. I thought it was yeah. beans. But yeah, that's probably it. Sit, well, okay. She's Is that the sugar peas? She's the snap sugar peas or whatever? <laughs> what? Honestly, sugar don't know. Sugar, <laughs> sugar beets? No, the sugar peas. Remember, like, remember, they come in that green, remember they come in that oh, green thing? And then, oh, okay, yeah. You like crack them open or whatever? Oh, yeah. Give me a smooch, Side my little sugar Snap pea. sugar peas. That should be like your uh, your MC name. Snap sugar? Sugar pea. Sugar <laughs> pea. <laughs> Especially when you said it like that, sugar pea. 
<laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Sugar P. Sugar, Sugar P, P, baby. Sugar <laughs> P, recognize, son. <laughs> What's there that you didn't see that sugar <laughs> pee? Yeah. Sugar pee. <laughs> Yo, sugar pee. Hold up. What well, made you come up with that one? <laughs> <laughs> Just when you said it. Like sugar pee. I was like, oh, that sounds like a badass MC, man. <laughs> sounds like sugar uh, pee in the house. One sugar of your, pee. One of your favorite aunties, pet names for you. Oh. oh. This is uh, what was Re- that one? Reverend Sugar P over here. Oh, that's what I was laughing at. <laughs> I was thinking about Sugar that one the P? other day. Which one? Uh, JC Buns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> JC Buns. No, no. That was Randy Buns. <laughs> anyway, let's move on then. Yeah, moving on. Randy I don't, I don't, want, I don't want you guys P. to start calling me names. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's do a warm up game here. We'll go through a couple rounds. It's uh, Odie but Goody. We tell a story. We're each going to say like a sentence. Or a phrase to continue the story going on. Uh, I'll think of a premise. Okay. You're on your way to the post office to get your per cap. So we'll start there. Randy. About that time. Randy, Crooks, JC, and then myself. And we'll go around the horn four times to tell the story. Did you get that? Yep. Okay. Guys ready? I'm ready. It was April 10th and I rolled out of bed. (laughs) It was 7 o'clock in the morning. And I had to get to the post office because it was per cap day. But then I didn't have my coffee and the post office doesn't open till 10. So I threw my peace tea drink against the wall. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then I went and picked it up and drank what was left in it. And I started cussing around and said I shouldn't have woke up this early. <laughs> And I looked in the corner, and there's a half-eaten sandwich, and I was like, oh, it's a good day. <laughs> I'm going to get some fresh food today with Per Cap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was too early, so I went back to bed. But not before I finished that sandwich. <laughs> I think it made me have a nightmare because I started dreaming about my ex. <laughs> <laughs> and I rolled over and there was a bunch of crumbs on the bed. <laughs> Finally woke up, went to the post office, and there was a long line. And so I said, hey, Indents, get out of my way. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You only, ha- All of you just share one mailbox? <laughs> So I shouted real loud Single file Indian style (laughs) (laughs) And then I heard someone behind me And it was the ex I was just now dreaming about (laughs) (laughs) And my ex said Hey can I borrow 10 bucks And I said nope You're not going to spend any of baby's money <laughs> you won't even get no formula. <laughs> you don't even take care of her. <laughs> and I heard you didn't even claim her that one night. Oh, you only yeah. come around at per cap and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Is that good? Yeah. That's that's good. Good. <laughs> I was gonna get it out for two personal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was real good, man. Right? Uh, I think we went around like five or six times. Yeah, right? That was good. good. That was right good. on. Let's do another one. So you guys, give me a premise. Give me something. Give me a place. Walmart. Walmart. It's always a good place to start. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. What's okay? Cool. Walmart Friday night. Give me something else, like a event or something. Black Friday. Okay. Black Friday, Walmart, Friday night. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. Oh, I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always kick us off. I pulled into the Walmart parking lot sipping on my peace tea drink. <laughs> it was Black Friday, and there was a whole bunch of cars there. So I started doing my stretches in the parking lot because I might have to fight somebody for a TV. Because I remember last year this caller beat me in an arm wrestling match for a 64-inch TV. (laughs) Easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) I almost broke her arm, though. (laughs) (laughs) Elder abuse. (laughs) (laughs) But this year I'm going to be even more ready. I'm going to be ready to get her in a headlock this year. Because <laughs> I'm just going to bootles her. <laughs> I lost with my right arm last year, so I started working out on my left. <laughs> and I've been doing squats in case I have to take on the rest of her crew. <laughs> I even got some grandma repellent. <laughs> repellent. <laughs> repellent. <laughs> repellent. <laughs> That extra strong stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call that repellent up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got the grandma. I got the call that repellent. What would sugar pea say? <laughs> sugar pea. <laughs> Come here, Carla. <laughs> Let's spend your social security. Oh. <laughs> Let's spin your elder check. Let's go spin your elder check, Kala. <laughs> Let's go get a room at the Big Five. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the Big Five all week. <laughs> okay, I think that's right. a good place. We're done. <laughs> We're done. That's it. Oh, that man. was this week's story oh, time. <laughs> we need to come up with like a little jingo. <laughs> story time. Hey, you got a music producer right in the room here. Story time. Yeah, you should make a jingle for us. We'll pay you. A, okay. st- a story <laughs> A story time jingle. Yeah. You guys might fall asleep, though. That's right. As long as they in a lullaby. Just a 10-second transition, 5-second. Yeah, 5, 10-second one. We'll buy you lunch at Walmart. <laughs> Get you one of those rotisserie chickens. <laughs> hey, those are actually really good. Hey, right, they are good. Everybody, you're like, hey, I got you guys jingle done. Cool, man. Here, we just give, give you a rotisserie. <laughs> give you the whole chicken and the bread. <laughs> rotisserie and a um, loaf. Those Hawaiian breads. Yeah. See, make sandwiches all week. <laughs> all right, cool. Man. You guys feeling, I think we're warmed up. Absolutely. So we'll get into the main topic. <coughs> DJ, if you're ready, 
Why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in Unspoken Words, episode 127. And we got Marlon Cloud in the hot seat. Thank you for joining us tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we're going to ask you some questions, but feel free just to take off, start telling stories, and whatever rabbit trail you want to go down, we're good with. We just got to keep it PG-13. Okay. Okay. <laughs> had to think, had to think like, for a second. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Got to put on that filter. But with that, I'll throw it over to your favorite Indian. Take it away. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey. I don't need no filter. Anyway. Thanks for that. Was your grandmother one of them Yaki Indians? Granddaddy. Your great granddaddy was a full blooded Yaki Indian. Yeah, um, Thanks for coming in. It's an honor to have you here. Um, just, you know, I start by telling us who you are, where you're from, who you know, who's your peoples, all that other good stuff. Well, my name's Marlon Cloud. My family's kind of from all over the res, so Prior, Crow, Wyola, but... I'm actually named exactly after my dad, so if you know a Marlin Cloud, that's my dad. <laughs> um, so I come from like the Blackhawks, LaForge, um, Cloud, and I'm 22 years old. I just now graduated from MSU Billings last year. Hey, awesome. Hey. Wichita. And so, yeah, I graduated with my bachelor's. Um, I did a double major of sociology and psychiatric rehabilitation with a minor in Native American studies. And um, I've also worked with NADC through their suicide prevention program. Um, I've been on a youth council through the National Council of Urban Indian Health. And I also kind of rap on the side a little bit, so okay. a bit of a side hustle, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like rap presence? I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I actually suck at rapping presence. So that's funny. That's funny. Uh, somebody asked my. Oh, sorry, but like somebody was talking about my mom's rapping, and they're like, "How does she sound?" <laughs> <laughs> like That's man, Lori's a real good rapper. And they're like, how does she sound? You know? Like my rapping presence. <laughs> she sound like sound pepper. Huh? <laughs> That's cool. Um, so, so uh, yeah. So you got anything that's just burning? Or you can- <laughs> uh, do I want to answer that question? That didn't come out right, but it made it worse with this guy over here. Awkward. <laughs> so, JC, do you have anything that's burning? <laughs> well, my toes right now, but all right, let me rephrase the question. Is there anything that you would like to talk about or you can begin where you want to begin? Um, 
We're we're like a we're like a recovery show. Basically, mm-hmm. people come on here, they share like their stories of like overcoming, and basically, we wanted to get a, a better picture of who you are, where you come from, um, the type of lifestyle you led. If there's any battle with addiction, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like that, right, JC? Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah whatever. Start burning. with um, <laughs> that's about uh, where you grew up and who you grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, so I was born here in Billings, and we kind of lived like in Wyola and Hardin up until I was probably in first grade. So, so yeah, I lived in Hardin for a little bit, but then my mom moved. So I have two older sisters and a little brother. Um, my older sister is four years older than me, and then my other sister is two years older than me, and my brother's four years younger than me. And so um, my dad kind of, like, left the picture when I was probably, like, four mm. when my brother was born. And so my mom, she raised all of us by herself. And so when I was in, like, first grade, she moved all of us to North Dakota, and she was going to school at United Tribes, trying to better herself and get her degree. And so I basically grew up in North Dakota. I still kind of have a lot of friends there. I lived there up until I was about in sixth grade. And so um, growing up, though, my mom, she struggled with addiction. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of always around, mostly alcohol. But so that kind of created, you know, that environment around us. Um, But I feel like I didn't really see it too much or I didn't really know like what it was Mm. it was kind of just always there yeah and so I didn't really pay too much mind to it I had my my siblings so I was just like a kid and would just like play but there were there were those nights where it'd be like like people over you know drinking but a house party yeah so like went through that but when we lived in North Dakota um I made like a lot of friends and then the school that we went to was on the college campus. And mm. so it was all native kids from all over. Oh, wow. And then I didn't even know people didn't like crows till I went to school there. <laughs> and here I was only like eight years old and already kids were like, oh, you're crow. Like, you know, yeah. you know somehow. Are and so. Fighting for your people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. I really like that school. I feel like they had like a really good education there. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was kind of like a nerd too when I was little. Like I loved math. And so even during the summer, my teachers would send me home with like little homework packets mm. just so I could do them because like I did that for fun. Yeah. And so um, I was just really enjoyed school. And so in sixth grade, we moved back to Billings because... We kind of didn't really have a place to stay anymore. Mm. Um, We kind of, I don't really remember for sure, but I think my mom, like, we got kicked off a campus or something for some reason. And Mm. um, we moved back, didn't really have a place to stay. We're living with, like, friends and family. Mm. And then we got accepted into this um, shelter program for, like, um, women and kids. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's called Family Promise now, but it used to be called um, Interfaith Hospitality. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so we lived there for about, like, six months, and that was, like, six months into my sixth grade year. Mm. And um, another thing that was happening at my old school in North Dakota, I was getting bullied pretty badly Mm. that last year. And so I just, 
Um, my mom, she graduated with her associates, like, that summer. And then um, I still probably had, like, a week left of school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that week, usually it's pretty fun. Like, that yeah, last yeah. week, you're playing games. Like, don't really have to do schoolwork. But, Watching movies. Yeah. For me, I didn't even want to be there, like, one more day. Like, my call, I came down for my mom's graduation, and then I, I went back with my call. I mm. came back here to Montana because I was just, like. Over it. Yeah, I was over it. I was like, I didn't even want to be there anymore. But so I moved back and then I was going into sixth grade and I felt like I kind of brought brought that with me, like that bullying kind of affected me. So I was just like, I didn't talk to anyone. I was like super shy. Mm-hmm. I didn't try to make any friends. And also I was like the only native kid in the class. Oh, so um, it was like that, like my entire sixth grade year, I just kept to myself. Also, I was going through a lot at home too. So I was just like, you know. Just kept to myself. But one thing I did do that year, even though I was really shy, I did our talent show that oh, year. Nice. And I sang. And so I've always just really loved music too. And so looking back now, I'm like really proud of like my younger self for even stepping out of my shell to do that, like mm-hmm. stand in front of people and sing. And so I did that. Um, I also won my spelling bee that year. So nice. that was pretty cool. So. Um, it wasn't up until like seventh grade. I kind of like, I started making friends. Um, Mm. I met this girl across the street from where I lived. I lived by Walmart on the West end. And, um, she's like, where do you go to school? I was like, I go to Riverside. She's like, Oh, me too. It's like, I never seen you there. She's like, do you want to eat lunch with us tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure. So ever since then, I've always had those friends. Like I'm still friends with them till this day. So, Mm. um, so I kind of just want to talk about, I guess, my experience, like, with my culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so growing up, we were never really too traditional. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. My mom's parents passed away when she was, like, not even a year old yet. Oh, wow. So she was adopted. <clears throat> and um, the person that adopted her was kind of abusive towards her. Mm. And um, when she would have my mom dance, but she would... She would braid her hair, like, super tight to where it was, like, uncomfortable. Mm. And, like, when she would take a bath, like, she would, like, scrub her skin. Mm. And, like, so when my mom thinks about dancing and, like, Mm. culture, she kind of associates it with her abuse. Yeah. And um, also just, like, with her addiction, I don't think she was really thinking about teaching us about, like, our culture. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I was in middle school and I made, like native friends i guess yeah where i actually kind of got to see like our culture and like actually hang around actual crow people (laughs) like crow friends yeah and so i would say i like found a really good community once i was in middle school and then um yeah i just kept being friends with those people and then i went to senior in west high for like my freshman and sophomore year of high school But then we ended up being homeless again. Mm. Um, Once again, kind of due to my mom's addiction, um, she like got fired from her job and it just wasn't really going good. So um, we lost our house and we were living kind of like in hotels for a while, like probably for like a year. Oh, wow. And then um, my friend, she let me move in with her for like six months and like her mom really liked me. She was like, you're like a good influence on, you know, my daughter and, oh, wow. 
And so that was really good. They treated me like family. They fed me, you know. And so I just really appreciate her being there for me. And then um, then I moved in with my cousin. And then I finished out my sophomore year there. kind of stayed there for the summer. And then my mom moved us to Wyoming. She finally found um, an apartment down there. Mm-hmm. And so I was really happy because me and just all my siblings hadn't been living together probably for like over a year. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so I really, I really missed them. And we moved to Tongue River, and it's a super small school. Mm. There's maybe, like, 200 kids there. Um, I graduated with, like, a class of 20. Oh, wow. And so that was somewhat different from going to school here in Billings. <coughs> and um, once again, I was one of the only Native kids, but mm. that was fine. Um, I'm a little bit of an introvert, so I didn't really make a lot of friends. But also, I feel like I didn't really want to be friends with, like, the people that went to school there, not that they were, like, bad people. I just didn't vibe with them yeah. super well. And so I kept to myself a lot, but I always found a way to keep busy. I didn't really do sports, but I was always um, painting. I also like to paint a lot and draw. And then another thing I forgot to mention is in sixth grade, like, moving back, that's when I first started writing, like, raps. Oh, nice. Like, I started writing lyrics, and so... I'd ride the Met bus to school every day. I'd wake up at like seven. I was like real small. I'd walk, stand, and wait for the bus. <laughs> yeah. But I'd always have my headphones in, and I'd just sit on the bus. And so I'd have like an hour before I even got to school. And so I'd just write and listen to music. Nice. And so I'd use that to kind of deal with like what was going on. Use that to like express my feelings. And then once I was like six years later, I was a senior. That's when I first recorded my own song and put it on SoundCloud. Nice. So that was kind of long, but that's kind of like the gist of <clears throat> my childhood to like now, I yeah. guess, or high school. So back up real quick. Your talent show, sixth grade, <clears throat> uh, was that here in Balance? Yeah, I went to McKinley. Oh, McKinley, okay. Um, what song did you sing? Uh, <laughs> I want to know this. You know that song? It was always on the radio. It's someone that I used to know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dun, dun. Yes. yeah, like I can't even. <laughs> right. Like, oh, man. It's like, so, now you're just somebody that I used to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sang that song. Right on. Did yeah. you win? Yeah, um, It wasn't like a contest. It was oh. just like a oh, talent show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you, uh when you did, when you first came out, like, and, and you did that, your first, like, because you were talking about, like, being an introvert and, you know, like, all the things that you were dealing with, mm-hmm. being, like, super shy, but yet you had the courage right to do yeah. something like that that's nerve-wracking yeah what do you think happened that time um like i said i always or liked, what was that experience like yeah yeah i always like like loved music like my mom too she's a really good singer and she'd always just play like r&b all the time like alicia keys and then also i'd always just sit at the computer and play like karaoke and so i would just sing all the uh, time and so i really loved it and then i knew i would regret not doing it and mm. so i was like I need to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Like, I'm yeah. going to be happy if I do it. At sixth grade. Yeah. Dang. And it was, it was crazy because we had to try out for the talent show. Yeah. Mm. And then I was scared to do that part, but I did it, and it made me feel a little bit better to for when I actually had to do it in front of, like, the whole school. So, yeah. so you just kind of got that bug, like, I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all been there before. <laughs> Gift of desperation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, you said, you know, rode your raps on the bus and everything. 
What who are you listening to? Who's your biggest influences on music, I guess? So I have like three big ones. Um, so the first one is Superman, yeah. of course. So mm-hmm. I guess I would say he's the one that kind of inspired me to like just just let me know that it's like possible for yeah. a native yeah. to make music because I remember seeing him when <gasps> I lived in North Dakota mm-hmm. when I was like in elementary. And I think I was only, like, in third grade, but he came and, like, did his show and everything, and I just thought he was, like, the coolest person ever. Yeah, like, I was on. like, oh, my gosh, Come he's on. so cool. And, like, <laughs> I was like, I want to be like him one day. And then yeah. he also preached, like, drug and alcohol-free, like, lifestyle. So yeah. I just always, like, looked up to him for that. And so he's one of my biggest inspirations, as well as um, Lauren Hill, mm. because she's, like, a female rapper she's like black you know woman Mm -hmm. of color but she's still like one of the greatest i feel like so her and then logic i don't know if you guys know logic yeah Yeah, so him too and then um i would say i was listening to him in middle school logic was like probably one of my favorite artists at the time you think that's why you released your first thing on soundcloud um, no, that's just the only way, only <laughs> okay. place I knew where to release Cause music. Because he kind of got big on SoundCloud, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Random. You got any more questions there? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part about the creativity process? Honestly, I think it's listening to beats. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, then just letting your mind go. Yeah, so like... The way my process is, is I don't write lyrics first. I find the right beat. Mm. And then if I don't feel something within those first five seconds, it's like next. I have to feel like something. So you're always doing like beat selection. Yeah. So like there's this one um, producer on YouTube that I use like I always use his beats because I just really like them. Mm. But um, I'll just like play his. And if I don't like it, I'll just click next. And I'll just do that for like a long time. And then I have like a whole so many playlists of beats that I do like, but I just haven't used them. Okay. Yet, so when you look back on your like, you know, you're coming up years, you're on a bus. I just kind of had like this when you, you first said it. Yeah. I was like, without even saying, but it was like, I can't believe that he's not one of your favorites. Um, but being on a bus because a big part of that movie in Eight Mile was him sitting on the bus Eminem. writing raps. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I think that's amazing, especially when somebody who admits their fear of speaking in public because I remember being in ninth grade at Billings Senior and I had to give a presentation and it was only five minutes and it was a man I just sweat like I've Mm -hmm. never sweat before my hands were all clammy Mm -hmm. like when I was talking like my voice is cracking I was about to cry Mm -hmm. and it was just a world history class there was only like 15 20 people of us in there you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and that was in ninth grade and then now we do kind of like Everything we do is public speaking. speaking. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I want to do that one, you know? But but that's why I asked you, like, what was your experience like when you first, like, did you know, like, you did something amazing? Because that is amazing at sixth grade to have that mentality. Like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to even think that far ahead. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. that's dope. But, like, did you notice... Or did you feel anything or did you feel proud of yourself when you defeated that fear? 
I probably did at the time. Like, I don't really remember, like, exactly how I was feeling. But, no, I probably did feel pretty proud of myself. And, like, my mom was there. And so mm. I was just like, yeah, like, I did it. Like, you know, uh, like, I was, yeah. like, pretty proud. And then, yeah, so it was, that was probably, like, the first time I actually did something, like, sang in front of people. And so I like to sing, too, besides rap. Yeah. I think that's dope, man. Singing, I mean... Anybody who really allows their creativity to take over, I think, is is, is commendable. Yeah, um, because <laughs> you're you're putting yourself out there. I know JC always kind of alludes to we come on a podcast and and we have a big base or whatever, but when we we share, like we're we're really being vulnerable mm-hmm. and sharing our weaknesses with the world. Yeah, you yeah. know. But I think that's something that that I admire when I look at artists is like, man, like they had the guts to tell their story and hold on to their truth. And it was liberating for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's amazing because like here you are, this young, you know, native American woman who's been all over, who, who, who's done a lot of different things, who's educated, but yet still allows herself to be creative and, and not only, Expressing that creativity, but utilizing that creativity in a therapeutic way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just amazed at you know, like how well you're utilizing your coping skills because yeah. that's something that I never had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about these two gentlemen, but I think that's awesome, and I think you know that makes that's part of making a good leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like another thing was like. Like I said, I love school, but in a way, I feel like school was kind of, like, my escape from, like, not Uh, that, like, my home life was super, super bad, but, mm -hmm. like, when I was at school, it was, like, the one thing I I knew I had control of. Like, I can control my performance, like, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I was a good student, so, like, I put effort into something and just seeing, like, like, seeing it pay off. Like, I graduated high school. The results. um, Yeah, seeing the results of it, and I knew... By graduating, that would open doors for me to go to college and, yeah. like, just having a, a high school diploma. And yeah. so, but also in high school, when I was still at senior, I was a sophomore, and I always wanted to paint. And, like, I've, I'd done every, like, drawing class you could take. And then, so the only other one left was painting. And so that was my first time picking up a paintbrush, but I, like, fell in love with it that semester. I started doing oil painting Mm. and again i'd walk in that room grab all my painting stuff put my headphones in and it was just like the best hour i had of my entire day because i just sit there listen to music and paint Mm -hmm. and so that was my first time painting was when i was a sophomore but then when i moved to tongue river they it was a small school so they didn't have like painting one painting two they just had art and so my last two years there i always took art and i would i kind of started doing like acrylic I still did oil. Um, I tried to do water. And so when it was my senior year, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do after high school. Like, no one in my family has ever been to college. And um, while my mom, she got her associates, but, like, I feel like it was a little bit different because, like, I'm just now out of high school. Yeah. You know, I not really know what I'm going to do. And then she was just like, and then everyone in my, like, senior class, 
they already had like their top three picks. They were applying to colleges, like, and I kind of felt like I was supposed to be doing that, but I didn't oh. really know like how it worked. And like we had a life skills class where they, you know, how to search different careers, kind of like how to start thinking about it. And I always knew I wanted to incorporate like music or art within yeah. what I was doing. So I was really interested in like art therapy or like graphic design. So those were like my two that I really looked into. But I still didn't really know what I was going to do. And I applied to University of Montana, got accepted. But since I was living in Wyoming, I was a Wyoming resident. Mm. And so I had to pay out of state tuition oh, and man. I couldn't pay for it. Mm. And so, and I didn't know that. Like that, that summer after I graduated, me and my brother, Raekwon, we went to orientation in Missoula. And then that's when they told me, like, out of state tuition. And I was like, well, I can't pay for this. Yeah. And so I just ended up not going. Mm. But also my senior year, I applied to um, an art institute in Chicago, mm. and I got accepted. Um, and I still got a scholarship that paid for half of it, but it was still like 30000 a year. Yeah. And so I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I had to kind of decide if I was going to go to school um, for what I went for, like sociology and psych, or if I wanted to go to art school. And so in a way... I went to college. That was kind of like my backup plan. But in my mind, like I did my backup plan first just so I have something to fall back on. And now I'm kind of trying to make more music, like paint more, like design things. Mm -hmm. And just so, but the job I have right now, like I love my job. And so I'm just happy I have a job that I like and can do stuff I enjoy like on the right side. On. Right on, right on. Yeah. Now, I know um, you ended up going to my alma mater, our alma mater, MSU <laughs> Billings. Um, but I want you to talk about how, you know, beginning of the semester, man, there's tons of natives on campus. You see them every day walking. Then as the semester goes on, they thin out, they thin out. Um, what was your what was your drive? What kept you going to like, you know, I know you said that school is your escape. Um, but what was it? What was that drive to attain that degree? So, I guess I'll kind of talk about my senior year mm -hmm. again, just because I went to school in Wyoming. Um, they didn't have, like, I guess, like, AP classes. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you tested out of the class, you had to do dual enrollment, which was college and high school credit. Like, you had mm. to. And so, my math and um, my English and my science were all dual enrollment. Nice. So, by the time I was out of high school, I already had a lot of college credit. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, like a year after I graduated, kind of got shacked up and ended up in lame deer. Uh -huh. <laughs> but his mom was really cool because she was like, you guys can't just sit and lay around. You guys have to get a job or you guys have to go to school. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm, I'm down to go to school. I've never been in lame deer before. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I started going to Chief Don Life College and I went there for like about a year and a half. And then that's when COVID hit. Mm. And then... Everything shut down, but I still went to um, Little Bighorn online for a mm. semester. And so no matter what was going on, I still kept going to school. Because, yeah. I mean, why not? Like, what else What else am I yeah. going to be doing? And also, once I figured out the financial aid side of it, I'm like, I'm kind of getting paid to go to school. Like, I don't yeah. have to work right now. Like, I also don't really have any worries because I have money to pay for what I need. But I'm also going to school at the same time, like, bettering myself. Mm -hmm. And then with all my all my scholarship money, I saved it, and then I got an apartment here in Billings, mm. my very own apartment. 
and that in itself was its own thing like I didn't know how to put my name in a bill like Mm. I didn't know how to apply for an apartment so I kind of had to figure it out and once I did move here I was like I'm gonna just transfer to MSUB and then I applied and I got accepted that next week and then classes started like two weeks after that and Mm. um I kept going and then that's when I added another major onto um, my degree just because mm-hmm. I really like sociology. It's like a bunch of theories and like mm-hmm. I really like deep like mental stuff too. Yeah. And so I added that and yeah, I just knew I always was going to do it. Like no matter what, I was just going to get my degree. Yeah. Yeah. Despite whatever else was happening around you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I know like mine... I didn't, like, really finally get serious until, like, my junior and senior year, and then that's when I started, like, shooting to get A's in each class. But I always had this thing in the back of my head was, like, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, got homework, just do it. You got class, just do it. You got to read two chapters by tomorrow, just do it. That's why I just kept telling myself. That's what just kept going through my head those last two years. Just do it, just do it, just do it. Um, so I, just, I always like to hear what other people's, like, you know, mm-hmm. drive is and their why. I was also, like, super organized. Like, Google Calendar and Google Drive were, like, my best friends. Mm-hmm. I would just be very organized, like, had a calendar. And, yeah, I would just stick to my schedule. And it kind of felt good having structure mm-hmm. in my life. So I think that's that's what helped a lot. Yeah. Definitely structure helps out a lot. Um, <clears throat> especially when you're a young adult. Um, I know when I was a young adult, I just ran from structure. <laughs> Just wanted to party, <laughs> especially now, like the springtime. I think me and Randy were having, out. yeah, <laughs> me and Randy were having this conversation last week. Um, like the fall semester, man, I was almost a 4.0 in yeah. college, and then as soon as spring semester came around, man, I'd party, quit going to class, quit doing homework, show up for finals, and take the finals. Fine, <laughs> just like knucklehead stuff. It's tough to buckle down, yeah. I think it helped that I didn't live on campus, mm. you know, like I would be at home and I would drive to school for class and I would come back home. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you live on campus, it's a little bit different. You're like in that college in that like, scene. atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what helped a little bit too. And then the Native American Achievement Center too, like sunny mm-hmm. day is awesome. Like I found a really good support system there. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just surrounded myself with that. Awesome. No, I, I can totally relate to that as far as, you know, living off campus because that's, yeah, I think that was that was it. Like, that structure, like, I had to get up and drive to school, go to class and stuff, and then I always went to work right after class. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just that. And I was outside of that college scene. The two times I did flunk out of college was I was living in the dorms. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I could definitely see that for myself. I was yeah. just immersed in that college scene and that drinking. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, like, what are your plans next for you, like your artistic side? Like, what do you, what are you like? Are you working on an album? Are you working on like an EP? Just singles? Like, what do you? So I'm not really working on anything right now. Um, I was telling Josiah and JC, I just now moved into a new apartment. Okay. And it has like a walk-in closet, so I'm just gonna make that into like a little studio. Yeah. And um. I also got, like, this DJ set for Christmas. I haven't really played around on it too much, but kind of just focusing on getting that together. Um, but during COVID, or I don't know if it was during COVID or it was, like, during my spring break when I was going to Chief Don Life, but me and um, 
my boyfriend at the time during spring break. We just sat in a room and we made a whole EP. Yeah. Me and him, like he made his own and I made my own, each like four or five songs. Yes. And so that was probably like the funnest thing I've done. And yeah. That's the most yeah. songs I've ever made within a short amount of time. And so yeah. that was pretty cool. And I I mostly just kind of release like singles here and there. But um, I don't really have any plans for like the music side. I kind of want to get back into painting. And that'll be dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been, like, really inspired by, like, all these Native, um, like, designers, like, Mm -hmm. clothing, fashion. And so I've always thought about making clothes and then seeing them, like, there's a lot more just kind of making clothes. I kind of might start doing that, too. Yeah. But it's going to be very slow, like, going to have to – I know how to sew, but – I'm not super good at it. Yeah. And so I'm excited to learn the process of it. But it's going to be more so like um, one-of-a-kind pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit of an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, sir. It's yes, kind of dope, though. I, I noticed that about that generation. And know? another thing, too, is like I have a lot of friends who also make music, yeah. like rap and make beats. Mm. And so one of my friends, he wants to play his own beats, like if – Way down the line, if I do have, like, a fashion show, he's going to be the one playing his hip-hop beats while they're yeah. walking uh, on the runway. So you got a DJ lined up. Yeah, I already yeah. got that lined up and everything. So just, they're all just kind of, like, dreams mm. right now, but I'll slowly, slowly get into it. Coming to fruition. Yeah. Right yeah, that's cool. What do you, uh, what program do you use to record? I'm sorry. I'm asking no, because I have an audio <laughs> audio engineering background, and like I'm really in. Like I never get to have these types of conversations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what do you what do you use to record? I just use like GarageBand, and then I started like when I was just in high school. I was using Audacity. Yeah. And then slowly went to GarageBand, and then I just recently started working with another program, but I can't think of it. It's not okay. Pro Tools, yeah. but it's it's a different Logic? one. No, I don't. Honestly, I think it's just been GarageBand. But okay. I like write lyrics, but I have no idea how to like. I've slowly Format. tried to learn how to like mix and master, but I still don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I usually have like my friends who do know how to do it. I'll just send it to them, and they'll fix it up for me and send yeah. it back. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool, man. Like, yeah, that's dope. Favorite ending? You're, you're artsy. You like to draw and stuff. You got any questions on that? <clears throat> no, I just, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you and I was like, everything you said, like, oh, I, I love music. Man, I love music. Like, oh, like so you, I know you do the, the rap and the hip hop thing. Is there other genres that you like? Um, you mean like, like listen to yeah, myself? Yeah, just listen to. I mean, I, you're not like, like out there performing country music but do you like you know like other because like for me when when i when i say oh i like music i'm not gonna say oh it's just like rap or mm-hmm. this or that or, mm-hmm. man if i like a song i like a song if mm-hmm. i don't like a song i don't like a song doesn't matter who who made it yeah who what genre it is it's like hey that was a good song it's so like kind of like that i mean that's what i think of when i think of music like if yeah. you looked at my playlist it's everywhere dude and so I, I, but but I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm like, man, you know, I, I like to draw. I like to paint. Like I, my dad was an artist; he was an art teacher for like thirty some years, and so that's kind of where I got that bug. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like that, 
like for me, it's like therapeutic, like we, what, exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Because you just get into this zone and it's like everything else around you just, it's, that's it. It's like hours passed and yeah. And couldn't then, even tell. Yeah. And so like, I, I know what that feels like to be sitting there and just have something inside of you and like, okay, how do I get this out? Mm-hmm. Like, what, cause it's not just one thing. It's not like just drawing or painting, uh, beadwork. Um, yeah. Th- start making, yeah. I mean, anything, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. <laughs> um, so it's like doing all that stuff, but it's really therapeutic and it really helps. And I was just kind of wondering, like, the, the where do you think that forethought comes from? Like, you know, how you how you said, like, um, you know, I always knew that I was going to do this, and I always knew I was going to get my degree. I always, I you know, planning ahead, like even even as a when you were still in high school and grade school. Mm-hmm. where do you think that forethought comes from because like a lot i mean like when i was that age i didn't think two days down the road let alone what am i gonna do later on like where, where do you think that would come from i think it's probably like trauma honestly like just not knowing like like some like like i said sometimes we're like homeless sometimes so like not really knowing not having like that control and just, mm. I always needed a plan in my head of, like, what I was going to do, like, for me to feel safe, I guess. Mm. And so, as long as I had that, and so that's one thing about me, I always have, like, a plan or, like, a goal that I'm working towards. And uh, also, just growing up, sometimes, yeah, like, being the only Native in some of my classes, you you hear little remarks, like, yeah. mm-hmm. about Natives and... If I already had a bad self-esteem, those those remarks probably made it worse. But always in the back of my head, too, I'm like, like I, I can listen to them. You know, like, it's not true. Like, I'm I'm awesome. Like, I can, yeah. I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if anything, sometimes I'll do something just because other people told me I can't. Mm, I like and that. it's I like just kind of like, like, I did it. <clears throat> so, what are you, you going to say now? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, you know... It, Having that mentality, I think that's ex- exactly what, you know, a lot of people like, especially in indigenous people, right? Because we hear that, we see it, and we kind of pick it up on it, even on a subconscious level, mm-hmm. you know, um, just growing up. But to have that mentality like, okay, you say I can't, well, then watch me. Yeah. That kind of attitude. And, I mean, look, at, you're only, what, 22? Yeah. You, man, you got so much more stuff to do i mean i just kind of you know it's really exciting to see like somebody just 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 now taking off so i think it's pretty awesome all the things that you do and like especially you know when you're when you're talking about things that you know other people enjoy right like man i really loved her work because mm. i know there are people out there that are like that and you say oh well i don't i don't know how to do say the the, the mixing and mastering and the producing and that part of it but I think that just comes with time. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you'll get it. Because I think you just, to me, my impression is, is that you just have that drive. Like, like maybe, I, maybe I should tell you, oh, you can do it. And then I'll say, <laughs> yeah. see, what, see what I did there? <laughs> see what I did there? See that look she gave yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What did you just say? She looked right through you. Yeah. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that, that'll come with time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think that's pretty awesome. And, um also there's a lot of artists like if you go look on spotify and you look at a song and look at the credits they didn't write that song but they can perform it yeah they can rap it but 
maybe they really suck at writing the song, you know? Mm. Well, they're, so, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, there's that's that's with a lot of people, too. Like, most yeah. country artists don't write their own music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think know, all of them, for the most part, except for hip-hop, really don't uh, even make Dr. a big Dre push for his own rhymes. Yeah, so, like, uh, everybody outside of the hip-hop genre doesn't really worry about writing credits because you do get credits, you get points on there, and it's all about part of the payment. But like when it comes to hip hop, it's frowned upon because you're the one that's like. But we're but it's also changing too because you're starting to see hip hoppers embrace uh, somebody like Drake, mm-hmm. you know, who has a ghostwriter. Who you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you mentioned Dr. Dre. Jay Z actually wrote a lot of his raps. Yeah. Um, so, and not not only that, but like you have Royce to Five Nine. You got a lot of these songwriters that are a part of because his. Uh, biggest gift, I guess, is in rapping. His idea was like getting people in the studio and producing, right? Like mm. a, a producer is different, uh, especially like in the hip hop realm, because we talk about a producer and what do you guys think about? Probably think beats. about somebody making beats. Yeah. But a producer is somebody like Rick Rubin who sees the record from A to Z and puts mm. it all together and produces the whole thing, right? Like, but I think it's amazing, man, like to see somebody such as yourself allowing yourself to trust the process as much as you can mm-hmm. because there's only one you. Yeah. Nobody has your perspective and your point of view is, is unique to you and there's somebody out there that's going to listen to what you carry. And they're going to be inspired just the way that you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about it like you knew in third grade what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So you, so basically what I've been thinking about, and this is just me, like Randy <laughs> putting things together, right? Like I'm like, man, so she knew at like third grade, but she already had an idea. Like I'm going to go to college because nobody else has done it. And I'm going to do like that takes care of, uh, of this. I have some, a way to pay my bills, but really... I'm not done. This is just the beginning Yeah, because I got a dream to chase. And I think like being inspired by somebody like Superman is amazing. There is no better person to look up to as far as hip hop because you're a crow. He comes from your tribe. You see him and, but you also see the work that he's put in mm-hmm. and when you look at it like, man, when I look at somebody like Superman, I remember back in those times and I remember him grinding and I'm thinking like, man, this guy was already successful. But now, like when I look at him, I'm like, man, you know, there is there are so many people, especially in hip hop, that know who he is and he comes from our tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, he also won the New York City freaking video of the year hip hop yeah. award and it's like dude like that's the mecca of hip hop mm-hmm. this dude from the crow reservation man and that's somebody that you're like you have the opportunity to reach out and ask for advice or you have mm-hmm. the opportunity like his wife's a seamstress yeah you know what I mean like I did ask her for advice too. <laughs> that's amazing because now people are gonna look at you like there's somebody right now that's just now being born and they're probably going to be thankful that you're alive today. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because of you just wanting to express your God-given talent. Yeah. 
And I think it's just really just being creative. Like what I'm hearing is you just love to create. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in a music studio, if you're in an art studio, God has put a creator inside of you. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know? And I think it's amazing because like in all these times, like, man, we've always been taught to go get our, our, our um, education. But it's like, man, I'm going to get my education, but yet I'm going to, this is what I'm after. Yeah. And that speaks volumes, especially for a young woman like yourself. Mm-hmm. 22 years old. Like we didn't, you got your whole life in front of you. Mm-hmm. And most artists don't make it till later. But yeah. it's like, you're already, you're, you're willing to learn. And man, it, it, it's really breathtaking. You know? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. It's breathtaking because we don't, we hear, sorry guys, but like, no, we no. hear about people like, this is like, man, people talk about what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 People always talk about this is what I want to do. This is, this is, this is, this And man, I'm, man, I don't know about you guys, but I get tired of people talking. <laughs> For real. I'm man, like, why don't real. you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> or they get on Facebook and they're like, oh, I got this, this, and this. And it's like, man, just let your work speak for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you're doing, like there's, but man, it's amazing, man. I'm excited to see where you are in five years. So when I first made my SoundCloud, I was like 18. Yeah. And I never would have thought I'd even have like 50 followers. I have yeah. a little more than 100 followers. Nice. And even though like that's not super big right now, right, man. I just never would have even thought people would like follow me on SoundCloud. So yeah. that's kind of cool. That is cool. That yeah. is cool. Um, so to date, how many songs have you made, put out there, and then where can people find your music? Yeah. So I've probably made over like twenty songs, oh, but nice. um, I've taken a lot of them off SoundCloud just because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking about on that track. But <laughs> you can find me on SoundCloud at MT Crooks four hundred six. MT Crooks four hundred six. Then how did you come up with the Crooks? Tell people that story. So you guys know Shook Ones by Mob Deep, right? Yeah. yeah. And he says, you ain't a crook, son. You're just a Shook One. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not a Shook One. Like, I'm a crook. <laughs> so ever since then, I just thought that was cool. And it's it's just stuck. And I don't really want to change it. So oh, that's good, man. I like it. But you have to capitalize it when you write it out. Crooks. The whole thing? Yep. Okay. All caps. All caps. With the S or Z. All caps S. with no caps. <laughs> <laughs> what did she just say? No, I'm just kidding. All no. caps, no cap. <laughs> All caps, no, no cap. cap. <laughs> right on. Um, so you you gonna grace us with one of your verses, with one of your rhymes? Yes. Okay, cool. She says you. She just wants to do it a cappella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool with me. <laughs> Take it back. Oh, some school. funk. <laughs> that G funk like, era. Oh. <laughs> And so one of my most, I guess, one of the songs that I like the most that I've written is called Life is Good. And so I I do a verse, and then I was watching this girl's um, TED Talk. She's Ani Nakoda, and her name's Tenille Files still. She, did, she's, um, she was an attorney at the time, but now she's going to law school. And so I just, she's kind of like, I look up to her too. And um, I asked her if I could use parts of her TED talk in my song so it goes my verse and then some of her words and then my verse again and then her words so that song's called Life is Good if you guys want to check it out but that's the song I'm gonna do acapella right now alright if I could find it okay 
Back when I was little, we ain't had no pot to piss in. Mama getting home, start yelling about dirty dishes. Always was that kid that sat back and just listened. But for me, it was like there was always something missing. Just because you're alive don't really mean you're living. Always giving more than I was ever given. I was raised to be humble and your girl is always driven. Oh, me dead and gone and crooks has arisen. But I'm back and I'm better. And I'm on a mission to be the greatest MC right now that's living. It was never about the money. It's been about the vision kind of funny i ain't never asked for permission just did the damn thing hoping that y'all would listen but now we living in a world where the love's conditioned i grew up in a world without my own tradition that was killing all culture and disguised it as religion i said i'm back and i'm better but i'm back and i'm bitter they rewrote history and threw up on some glitter just ask twitter who was here first they'll completely know the fact that we was dying of thirst trust me it's worse than you could ever think blood and the water started looking like it's pink less than one percent of the whole population still intimidated that we ain't no caucasians and we have our own ways i'm out guns blazing because that white flag was waving despite the god y'all praising so killed our women and all the little children how about the orphans you abused and just filmed them fuck that we building self-determination you know i stay repping my absolo nation this is the land my ancestors was raised in this is the land the buffalo was grazing better Get ready, there's a whole generation of warriors and healers about to come up out the basement. Despite the trauma that has followed generations from contact to removal to our current reservations, this life is good, yeah, this life is amazing. Despite the fact that policies used are outdated, despite the obstacles that we've been facing, this life is good, yeah, this life is amazing. Right on. Damn. Damn. Don't you have that button? Damn. That was Damn. <laughs> there you go. There you go right there. There you go. Right on, man. That was man, that, that was fire. Yes. Fire. Fire. No, I was sitting over bobbing my head, man. I was just like, yep, right on. Even though I heard that before. I've heard you spit that right before. Mm. That was good, man. That was real good. It's, I like it every time. If you don't know, you better get on that. Crooks, baby. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> SoundCloud. What is it again? MT Crooks 406. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. So you're off the hot seat right now. Uh, but I wanted to give you an opportunity if you had any questions for us. Um, anything mm. that you had just you wanted to ask us. If we got anything burning. <laughs> <laughs> That would threw me off for a while. I just, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, "What? Do you have anything burning?" I, I, I think. I think what I meant to say was burning desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just came out weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess I want to know who's one person you're listening to right now, like on repeat, and then one day, one way you're keeping yourself busy, like whatever that is. Whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'm listening to a lot of like Christian hip hop right now. I'm kind of that's a, like I got this playlist that's playing on my Spotify like constantly. Um, and one of the artists that's on there a lot, a lot of his songs on there, Lecrae. Um, oh, I think I know of him. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of good songs, and like I just now started listening to Christian hip hop again like last year, and it's just like whoa, this is like way better than like. 
Like it's you not the corny to, stuff, huh? Yeah, it's not like corny beats. It's not corny. It's not corny lyrics. It's like real life stuff. And I was like, what? I was like, man. So I've been hooked on that, you know, um, just to have that kind of just more positive vibe. So I'm always listening to that in my car. Um, but other than that, you know, I got. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm at. And then what was the second? What am I doing to keep myself busy? Why my kids keep me busy? <laughs> like twenty four seven. Like, we just had a conversation. I guess I more so meant, like, what's a way you de-stress? Oh, like, de-stress? Yeah, like, self-care of, and stuff? Like, a healthy way mm. you release? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, my drawing, I haven't been doing it a lot lately, but I love to draw, like, tags. I even got this guy's tag book for, like, a year now. Um, oh, so yeah, I'll, I forgot about that. So I'll go in there, and I'll, like, I'll pick out, like, a tag you know, like font, and then I'll just I'll just write out a tag and then fill up like a whole page. Um, that usually takes me a couple hours, hour and a half. I love doing that. I'll tell you what, bro. I missed your birthday. You have that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, forty. Oh, forty ounce. Oh, we, we can share it. It'll be ours. But you just keep it. At we'll your just house? keep it at my house. Keep it at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I had it for like a week total. <laughs> I got it, and then I told this guy, and he's like, "Hey, can I borrow it?" And then I. Go ahead. I just, yeah, you can have it. All right, cool. I hope. Yeah. I hope. So yeah, I got this big old sketch pad. Uh, it's like eleven by fifteen, and I got like these real expensive markers, and it came with like a case. I'll just sit down and draw a tag. tag. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What about you? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go. Same. <laughs> uh, no, I was looking at him. But... Uh Let's see. Okay, so I don't know how old it is, but I just now found that uh, "Get Up" by was it Dreezus? Dreezus? Dreezus uh, music? Uh, no, D R E Z U S. He's Canadian yeah, native. Jesus. Yeah, get up, and it's it's pretty good, man. I, that's the one I've been having on repeat. Okay. And so, um, but then, like, I'll just let, I usually when I listen to music, I just hit my Amazon playlist, and then I'll just let them all go. Because, like I said, I won't listen to a song if I don't like Like, What did you say? Like, Give me about five, ten, ten seconds, and I'll let you know real real yeah, quick. Yeah, if I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I usually just let everything go on and repeat, but that's the newest one or the latest one that I heard. Uh, get up, if you guys are interested. Uh-huh. Um, All right. And what do I do to – well, besides uh, I do a lot of meditation, like a guided meditation – but I do the same, like like all of this, like that airbrush, um, arts and crafts, just make stuff. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and, like like you said, almost your exact same process. Just slap on the headphones, jam out, and then whatever, you know, is, is grabbing my attention. Like there's some things like, uh, uh, like making drumsticks. Um, oh, shoes. I've been painting some, uh, customizing shoes. Nice. So, and and like all of that, all that, you know, arts and crafts and stuff, it's just like, puts me in that zone. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's therapeutic to me. And, but the one thing I will say is don't be like me because man, if I even just, just one little thing that I think is a flaw, I mean, like there's no such thing as mistakes in, in, in that creative, that artistic realm. Right. But to me, it is like I just have a. I'm like I'm my just worst. Tear cr- the page out. Yeah, exactly. Crumble it, throw it. <laughs> hey, there's been times when I've like almost finished with a drawing, 
and I just kind of smudge it the wrong way or something doesn't look right or maybe their hand looks kind of, one of the fingers look funny and I'll be just like, <laughs> and then people look at me, oh, would you do that for? I would have had it. And I was like, right. no, it was, it was messed up. You got to take on like Bob Ross. There's no snakes, just happy, happy trees. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I watch a lot of Bob Ross, dude. It, that's therapeutic too. You sit there and watch him go and like, damn. But yeah, things like that, just like, I mean, I mean, you can see some of it here too, like that airbrush. I just, well, I've had it for a while. I don't get in as much as I like to because it's cold in here. Yeah, it is cold. It, it, it gets cold in here. So <laughs> usually, these guys are polar bears. Man. It's care. cold. I've been going on. Oh. Today's been a weird day. Well, you know what, man? I look. I keep looking at the, I'm sorry to go off subject, but I keep looking at the, the weather forecast the next 10 days and it starts to get warm and then like there's going to be a day oh man it's going to be in the 30s again i was like get over it. it's going to be like 50 or 60 tomorrow like, but tuesday is supposed to snow tomorrow. again saturday yeah tuesday is snow yeah Dang. you know what's crazy like how bad of a snow we got and then the very next day it was like half of it was gone yeah i know i knew that snow was like up to my front porch like mm-hmm. four feet you know no yeah i'm, I'm over and then it. yesterday it was gone like half mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But um, I listen right now. The song I'm listening to on repeat is "Beat the Odds" by Little TJ. Um, and then I I've been listening to a lot of Corday, just nice. because he's like a younger generation that really still um, he like went back and really studied hip hop. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I I'm really kind of more like uh, I do music. Uh, I did music for a living um, around the time you were talking about, but the way that I listen to music is different because I listen to like the construction of the song. Like I hear music differently than everybody else. Not that I'm special or anything, but it's just like a, it's part of the training, right? Like you're, yeah. you're an audio engineer and you're kind of like you tune your ears and stuff, but that's kind of the way I listen to. So I listen to like, what I really love is lyricism. Yeah. Um, lyr- lyrical hip hop. Uh, King Crooked is one of my favorites. Um, listen to him. I got Corday, Anderson Park. Um, but I also been listening to a lot of country, not a lot, but I, <laughs> yeah. I downloaded like George, George Strait, you know, so yeah. my, my, my taste have been all over. I just been kind of fighting the creative bug because it's like, man, it's been like 13 years since, wait, yeah, it's been about 10 years, man. It's been about 10 years since I worked on music. So it's been a decade, <laughs> right you on. know what I mean? Like, and it never really truly goes away. Oh no no no! But I've been uh, been acquiring equipment, and I'm probably one nice microphone away and some studio monitors away from having a nice, you know, the nice setup. Spot. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, but it's been yeah, it's been a long time. But I I get that too because like um, I don't not professionally trained, but I do know music theory. Not not theory, not practice. Let's get that straight. So like it, it, like when you uh, do things like that, it changes the way you listen to it, yeah. and it kind of gives you that an even deeper appreciation. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, I just music is just one of those things that I and Rod I Wave need. has been one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's kind of <laughs> sad, but are so, you sad? Yeah, I'm like a sad guy. I like, no, but I like <laughs> I like deep music though. Yeah, I can like. You when I feel, listen, you like yeah, feel. like I have yeah. to like whatever I'm feeling that day. Kind of that's why I found beat the odds, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just like I've been living the hard life, da 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 da. Like you know what I mean? Like it mm. just 
like there's stuff that just catches you and I'm like one of those like I just gotta like I'll just turn on the record and listen to it in the living room mm. no TV nothing you know that's the type of um, yeah. standing there crying <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like no, just but it's that that creative process too yeah. is something that I miss because one of the biggest things that I miss is like on Thursdays like when we come in here there's nothing there's a blank slate mm. And then at the end of the night, when we leave two hours later, us guys in here, there's something done, right, that we didn't have before. Like, we never thought about it. We never, you know, was never conceived before. It's just like something, like, we just get in here and let let it go. And as a creative, I, I feel like that's what I miss the most about studio life mm. is I hate, I not hate, I miss going to the studio with nothing but an instrumental, couple homies, and then at the end of the night, you got a skeleton or a song or two, depending on how, you know, how the vibe was that night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how that works out, too. Yeah. Now. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you, because you, I, because, like, kind of an, the analogy I would use, too, is, like, I could sit there and I got all these materials, right? All of just, I could pretty much make anything, like, just because I'm always going to those arts and craft stores. Yeah. And there are times when I was like, okay, well, I want to do something, but I don't know what it is. And I'll just sit down and look at these things and look at this. And then I'm pretty soon like, okay, start yeah. putting stuff together. All you I mean, have to do is start. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that, that, once that creative bug gets its you know teeth in you, man, it's hard to kick it. Unless you, yeah. you got to scratch that itch. Yeah. So I and think that's. Yeah. So I do that with like music. And then the way that I do self, self-care most of the time is, is meditation. Uh, but a lot of reading. I read a lot, and it don't matter what it is. I'm always reading. I probably got like six, seven books that I'm going on at a time. Um, and I'm not like I'm not kidding, guys. Like I got fo- I got books on my phone. I listen to audio books. I get to the house. I got one. You know what I mean? Like I that's how car. I yeah. <laughs> what in the car? I do like that's why I listen to audio books. <laughs> in the car, guys. Sometimes I don't listen to music. Like, yeah. I'll just listen to an audio book because That's it's cool, though. I mean, and I and I watch a lot of podcasts because what and I don't like to do like meaningless stuff. I like to get new information. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, does that make sense? That, like that makes when I'm sense. Listening to something or, or it's because there's something that I want to connect with. That makes perfect sense, because like when I was in prison, somebody told me, well, I read books, but, you know, not none, none of that fiction stuff, you know, uh, like the the. I don't know. There's a lot of popular books that people like to read. I like to learn. The subtle stuff. art of not giving an F. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, forty-eight laws well, of power. Well, well, what he no. was talking about was like you know, like fiction. Yeah. Like just reading a book, like I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I still enjoy those. Mm-hmm. But then the, the message that I got was like, okay, so you can redeem your time. You can you can learn something while you're doing something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Like that. Those were my words. Being he intentional said, in your growth. Yeah. You can redeem that. You can just so. I mean, I, I, I totally the same way, dude. Like, if I'm going to read something, I want to learn something. Mm-hmm. And plus, too, like that, kind of like she kind of alluded to it earlier, too, is like that kind of going after that knowledge. Yeah. Like, I don't Absolutely. know. Like, like if, I, if I have a question, then I'm going to try to find the answer. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So you got... Say there's a young Native American starting out in college. What would be some, like, advice for them to help them see them through to attaining that degree? 
I would say the main three things is to try to find a really good support system, mm. whether that's like physical or like um, on social media too. Like the people you follow on social media and mm. the stuff you follow really impacts you. And so mm-hmm. to make your social media like a clean space, I guess mm. that's like a good thing to do. Also, like we've been talking about, find a hobby that you like. Mm-hmm. A way you can like release in a healthy way, and mm, also just I guess remember like why you wanted to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, if people were like forcing you, telling you to go, yeah, I mean that's going to be hard to want to stay there. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just try to find your purpose. If you're going, if you're in a major you don't like. Don't keep doing that because then you're going to hate it. Yeah. And you're going to be like, why did I get this degree? <laughs> and so, yeah, those are like the two main things I would say is just support system and find a way to keep yourself busy and um, stay organized. Yeah. I think that's huge. The support system, staying organized, and then continually reminding yourself, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. That's definitely <clears throat> huge. And that, you know, that carries on past college and then into career and your goals and dreams and stuff right on well, you know, <clears throat> what they say is if you have a good why you can get through any how oh. mm. how how why how <laughs> how, are you? Why? how are you how <laughs> right on um so thank you for coming in yes mm-hmm. we appreciate it a lot thank you for sharing your story uh, it's good i think hopefully you know there's some listeners out there get inspired by it and you know, pursue that degree, pursue their dreams, yes. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I also work at MSU Billings, so yeah. if you need help applying and just with all that, I can help <laughs> you out. <laughs> awesome. Right on, right on. That's cool. Um, any closing words from you two gentlemen? SoundCloud.com <laughs> forward slash Montana Crooks 406. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't even know how to get on SoundCloud, but I'm going to figure that out tonight. SoundCloud.com. Yeah, just go to You don't have to get the app. You can just use a browser. Browser. A browser. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then just look you up and start playing jams. Yep. Right on. That's how I'm, I'm making myself feel old. So <laughs> we better close out the episode. <laughs> we episode on there 27. Karen. I haven't seen her in a while. Good old Karen. Karen. Let me hear your name. <laughs> hey, there you go. Beautiful girl. Such a beautiful mane. All right, get back to your stall. <laughs> we got to get out of here. So thank you out there to all our listeners, our supporters, our believers, um, all over flat earth. We appreciate you guys. And to our unspoken words, disciples, please keep spread, spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. <laughs> hey. Please hit that like. Uh, Follow ooh. us on Podbean. That helps us out a lot. Yep. And share. All our episodes with your friends, your cousins, your neighbors. Deuces. Like, subscribe, and share. Peace out. Shunik. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back.
Boy, like 